Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the All Points Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Coach JG. Back with you guys for another pod. We're talking health, we're talking performance, talking diet. And this week, I want to go over my experience at the Swiss Conference. So, Swiss is a society for weight training in sport, I believe, Swiss stands for. And that's uh, Dr. Ken Kanakin's organization. Conference started out here in Toronto, Canada. And now for the last couple of years, I believe since COVID, they've moved it down to Columbus, Ohio in the States in collaboration with Elite FTS. <clears throat> so really great event. This is my second year going to Swiss. I'm hoping to present to the next year. But I had some great takeaways that I that I took out of the experience and meeting some of the presenters there and, and uh, some of the most brilliant minds of strength conditioning. So I want to go over a couple and then I got a couple bonus. So one of them was... Following a vegan whole food diet. Following a vegan whole food diet, uh, if anybody doesn't know, I've been vegan for about eight years now. And the reason I went vegan was environmentalism, right? I want to be able to look at uh, my kids and look at the next generation and say, I did everything for them to maintain a nice, healthy planet. And then, but when you look a layer deeper, much healthier for your body, uh, vegans for instance, is have higher serum testosterone. We have lower cases of disease, lower cases of all-cause mortality. So there's so many great benefits. And then on top of that, the the animal rights piece and taking care of animals and the way animals are horribly treated in, in the factory farming system. So there's, a, there's not a valid argument against veganism outside of whatever. I like the taste of meat or I really grew up on meat and this is this is what I like. Uh, but there was one of the presenters there who did a complete breakdown of nutrition for recovery and performance. And I see this sometimes is that he, he basically said, eat a plant-based whole foods diet and then kind of not to scare or intimidate people that are om- omnivorous. He said like, oh, and, and throw some meat in. So, <laughs> cause that's going to make people a little bit more comfortable than straight up telling people like, yo, do a vegan whole foods diet. And I don't know if you're if you're having healthy meat sources, not too much red meat, then I can see how yeah you you might have the same outcomes as somebody who's who's on a vegan diet. But uh, that showed me that a plant based whole foods diet is still the way to go. It's still the, still the best way to go for most people. <clears throat> the second piece was monitor the way that we monitor body fat is very inconsistent. There's multiple ways to do it. There's underwater weighing. There's uh, skin caliper testing. There's in-body or electro testing. I used to have, uh, when I worked at a community center, we would have an in-body tester that I thought was fairly accurate. Like if, you, if you're consistently using that form of measurement, I thought it was fairly accurate and it would give you an accurate reading. But there's margin of error, varying margins of error for all those types of body fat measurements. And there was a presenter there at the Swiss who talked about muscle to bone ratio and now transitioning clients and transitioning athlete athletes to muscle to bone ratio and how much more consistent that was and when you're specifically looking at the person's muscle especially from an athletic metric you're greater able to tailor okay is this person prepared for the needs of their sport if you're, if you're looking at a football player or a rugby player or a combat athlete there's a much higher uh muscle to bone ratio needed compared to like i work with a lot of figure skaters and we're trying to get them 
strong and explosive and able to handle uh, their training, but without really gaining any muscle or gaining any body weight. So that's a new way that I'm looking at. I need to look into the details of, you know, metrics for certain sports and certain positions and things of that nature. But that is a measure that I'm looking to transition my athletes to is now instead of just tracking weight or instead of tracking body fat percentage, what's the muscle to bone ratio? And um, I'm forgetting the name of the organization that he gave us, but there's an organization where you can get certified. The tools seem pretty simple to start tracking that. And for instance, this year with our UCC rowing team, muscle to bone ratio is probably one of the metrics that I'm going to be following for those guys. And then my third takeaway from the Swiss, Chris Duffin was one of the last presenters, and I went to his presentation on elite recovery protocols. Sorry, it's gonna, you guys are going to hear some scratching here as my screen turns back on. And I thought it would be for recovering between bouts, right? I thought this would, I thought he would be going over recovering from bouts and recovering from training. He was actually talking about recovering from serious injury, uh, that resulted in surgery and he went through a bunch of the modalities but the key piece that he opened up with was talking about pe- peptides um, which are steroids that you use to and the, his protocols that he uses for his athletes to recover and that he used to recover that from an elbow surgery that he had the guy's an insane lifter and then he's put his body through the ringer right so it, it makes sense that he would eventually at some point need surgery And I can't lie, Duffin's presentation won me over there. So we talked about uh, Rudy Cadlub, I believe, who's his co-owner of Kabuki Strength, who, an older guy in his 60s, or I believe in his 70s, who was getting ready for the world championships of his age category and had a serious muscle injury, an, an oblique tear, like three days out from the world. Duffin went in, did this uh, peptide protocol with him on top of like soft tissue work and mobility and whatever else he needed to do. And the guy was able, actually three days later after an oblique tear, was able to go to the world championships and break a world record. And I don't know, the squad or the deadlift or maybe the total, but he, he set a world record. So, you know, those are incredible results. Uh, and we have the technology and we have the compounds and the real knock that steroids have gotten has either been like, you know, people abusing them and misusing them just to be really big in the gym and then, you know, not taking care of their, their bodies and, and dying early. Um, issues with like pro wrestlers, when up committing suicide, that kind of thing. Or people just like cheating in sport. Steroids getting a bad rap because you play in a drug tested sport and you're taking steroids and you're basically cheating to get an advantage. But outside of those cases, you know, using these compounds in a therapeutic manner to help everyday people and or everyday athletes like recover from training, even professional athletes could recover from training and have it closely monitored to, so that this person's not using it to <clears throat> get a benefit or cheat in their, once they return to play. But I, th- I think if we have the technology to allow people's bodies to heal, why not use it? And, you know, fingers crossed I don't, but if I do get another, like, serious injury i tore my my left uh hamstring a couple of years ago trying to squat a canadian record um i can't say i'm not gonna you know use some steroids to recover from that it seems like a perfectly fine way to temporarily boost your body's ability to recover and get a benefit out of, out of it 
So I got a bonus here. Through my three takeaways from the Swiss. But my real bonus takeaway is that I'm too small. My bonus takeaway is that I'm too small. I was there with some of the top lifters in the world. I went to the Elite FTS compound after for a training session. And I was training with uh, one of Jeremy Hartman's lifters, Mary Jane. Who's a very accomplished lifter at the world level. And this woman was twice my size. Like literally twice as wide as me. And so specifically because I'm trying to, you know, get get close to a Canadian record in the squat and get over a 700 pound squat. Like I need to be a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker at the joints, a little bit wider. So that that was a real realization when, when you're in a room with some of the top people in the world at this sport and you look around and you see, OK, that's the body type to be successful. You want to get a little bit closer than that. I don't want to get into like unhealthy territory, but. I do over the next couple of weeks probably need to get a little bit bigger. Um, so yeah, those are my three takeaways from the from the Swiss is that reinforcing you know a plant based whole foods diet is the healthiest way to go. Uh, starting to step back from just looking at body fat percentage how we traditionally look at it because it's not always accurate. It's almost never accurate, and then starting to look at muscle to bone ratio. And then a greater consideration of using peptides and, and steroid hormones in terms of a therapeutic and injury uh, recuperating capacity, be able to come back from injury and, and um, hit the ground running. So I will catch you guys later. I got another pod coming down the pipeline. You can hit me up on Instagram, coach underscore JG, or via email JG at allpoints.fit. You know, hit me up if you guys have questions or hit me up if you need some sort of performance training. I'll see you guys later.